Yeah. But I've also always leaned more to funk. And if you listen to Afrobeats, a lot of Afrobeats, you can, like a, one of my favorite Afrobeats artists is named Ashake. Okay. And he doesn't, he doesn't speak English at all. But I've, and I, I thought it was just something I loved because of my connection to being Nigerian. But I've met a lot of people that don't understand the thing he's saying. Right, right. And they love him, you know, because Afrobeats is built on melody. Right. It's catchiness. Yep. And a lot of times, a lot of the artists like uh, Whiskey, Davido, Burner Boy, Thames, mm-hmm. are all from, are mostly Yoruba. Gotcha. And Yoruba is a tribe. Okay. And Yoruba is so melodic. Like, uh, even my, like, even the way we speak is melodic. It's all about tones and stuff. So it's a very strong melody. So I think in music, it's affected me by always making sure that the melody is always really good. And people, I want, whenever somebody listens to my music, I want them to be able to leave whatever they're doing, leave the music and walk away, walk to the park and still have a part of the melody stuck in their head. Mm. Um, and that's pretty much my litmus test and to what kind of music I put out. Um, and also I started discovering a lot of funk music, which I tend some of my music tends to lean on. Yeah. Um, that is also Nigerian. And, and it also blew my mind because I, I realized that I come from a heritage of funk and disco too. That's big in Nigeria, but we, it was never really cultivated. Right. And would you ever try to actually dive deeper into that side? At any point in time? Yeah, yeah. So I, I still want, I want to be able to like, at some point in the future when I have the budget for it, um, I want to be able to build up on, on like the like aspects of funk and jazz. Yeah, yeah. That, but a lot of times it takes, um, all the, working with partners that are skilled at it. You know, right? Because right. jazz is, jazz is is it needs skill. Yeah. Yep. Like funk needs skill. You can't, you can't, you Fake can it. program it, but yeah, you can't. You can't exactly. You can't just. You can't fake it. You can't program it. Yeah, <laughs> you can yeah. program it, but it's only to a certain level. Agreed. So I, I, I feel like I'm just. I, it's one of those things I keep in the tuck for the moments where I have the resources to be able to manifest those dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Um, and do you prefer writing in like co-writing sessions, or do you do you majority of the time write by yourself? So a lot of my songs are written by myself. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, and I write them. It's funny because I also love running and running was just something where I started picking up as something to, cause I didn't really, I, I love running outside. So I, even in the winter time, I'll run outside, oh, I'll take okay. a run and I usually write a lot of my songs while I'm running. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, it's just, it's, I, it's, I, it's crazy to people when I tell them, Yeah, yeah. but for me, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just how I feel like when I'm running, I feel at that point in time, my, um, my conscious like brain is not blocking my subconscious mm, because yep. I have to keep running. So it's like my spirit just flows. And then the ideas I have flow because a lot of times when you make music, you have to kind of like flush out stuff. You know, sometimes it's, there's a, the melody comes in, it's like gibberish, right. but you, you, then you try to fit the words that match the emotions, to that right. melody. Mm-hmm. So, but if you are conscious of yourself, then you're afraid to sit, talk gibberish or, you know, it's like you become sensitive to everybody else around you. For so sure. I usually have written by myself, but in, in recent times, I'm starting to write with people. Okay. And that's been, you know, um, and that's been, there's been some success in that in terms of like creating something that I'm, I'm proud of. Yeah. But I find a lot of times there's a certain detachment because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it as part of my therapy. Okay. Right. I think I understand yeah. what you're saying. It seems a little bit more forced is that or 
or too produced in in the actual yeah creation. exactly forced into exactly i i feels a little bit too produced and it feels a little bit of trying to make things perfect right whereas with me i'm not really like i love pop music and i want to make sure that my music pops in a sense is like it's, it's accepted by the masses right but i feel like i also wanted to have a lot of soul in it sure. and not have not be so structured one of my favorite artists is d'angelo mm, yeah. and and I just love the sometimes the beats, the drums in D'Angelo's songs are a bit behind. Right, right. And it's almost if you listen to it from like an untrained ear, then you're probably just like, Ugh, I don't have the time for this. Right, right. But the more you start to go, you listen to it and delve deeply. There's a genius in it, you know. And it's almost like a, 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 a it's like a lack of urgency that's really good. Right, right. And I think yeah. it just when you allow yourself to be used and not feel uh, what's the word guarded i think that's when the best yeah. music comes out so i could see that sometimes in a co-writing session like you said that gibberish or the desire to to do that would be a little bit less because you don't want to come off as a crazy person because essentially writing <laughs> exactly. a song is you know you're tapping into something that very few people can really understand especially when it just when the song or melody or or the words just come to you like it's not something that yeah. is easily explained and everybody's yeah. different some people have to tap into you know that that with other methods you know whether it be running you know some might have to light up something or be in a certain space yeah. or you know it, it, whatever it takes but i can i can kind of understand the co-writing um the apprehensiveness of co-writing with somebody because yeah everybody's method is different exactly i put it to you this way like when i'm running i feel like i'm a vessel of god wow okay because i feel like it's just flowing through me right when I am in co-writing sessions, a very structured production sessions, I feel like I am manuf I feel like it's me creating it, like I'm right. manufacturing things, right. putting right, things right, in right. place. Yeah, so that, I think that's the best analogy for me. I still I do a bit of both, but I still prefer it because the other part is also my therapy. I'm also yes. going through like my own feelings. So what am I feeling in this moment? Yeah. What what's affecting me? What have I noticed in my surroundings? And um, just out of curiosity, uh, do you subscribe to, because some artists do this and some don't, and there's no right or wrong answer. I just love to ask people their process. But when your, um, your writing process, do you take time and are you disciplined in writing? Or I mean, like, do you block out a particular time every day or once a week or a couple of days a week to write? Or is it something hits you when you're running and I'm going to run with this idea and I don't know when the next idea is going to come to me? So I try to do a bit of both. So there are moments in my life where I like I try to structure sessions with art, with producers and that's where I start to do most of the writing. But I, I like to run every week. Right. So when I'm running, I am. Like so that way it's like I'm not only am I getting my exercise in, I'm also creating. So right. it's like a thing where I, if I don't do it once a week, I feel unsettled. I feel nervous. For sure. I guess my anxiety starts to come up. So yeah. I have to do it every week, and I start to create something. But also during the week, I create ideas. But it depends on what kind of melodies are in my head. And there are days. There'll be times in the week where a day I'll create like four different ideas. Okay. And then I don't create another idea for a couple of days. Right. And then, but. At least, if I don't create a song in 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 a week or two, I, like my angst, my my anxiety starts to go up. Right, but oh, I I totally understand what you're saying, and um, 
I'm just curious. So you do not necessarily come up with the melody while you're running. Sometimes the melody will come to you, but then you're kind of creating the entire song while you're running. Or is it, am I off on that? If I like, so I, when I'm running, I listen to, I'll listen to a, like a beat that I've been like, I thought I, I think it's good. Or yeah. I've been thinking about, so I, during the week, uh, during the week, I'll like think here a beat and then I'll save it for a run or I'll start it. And I'll, and I'll just save it for a run because when I'm running, I feel like my vessel is cleaner and okay. there's a lot of air. Yeah. So some it depends on it. Sometimes I'll create the melody idea, but if I'm really, really affected by something, then some there are moments where I create the whole song Okay. in a run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just depends on, like, it depends on where I'm at with it. Like, it depends on, like, like what I'm going through sure. and just how much of that, you know, it's like a vessel, like, how much of my my airways are like blocked right if there's any blockages in my spirit you know there are moments in my life where i'm going through certain stuff where i'm not really i'm not really able to tap into that message or whatever but there are moments in my life where it's just like i'm just so creative and it happens but i like to keep doing it as a practice because you know sometimes some ideas are really good and some ideas are just okay absolutely just to keep the practice going no, that makes sense. I read a book called, uh, and if you haven't read it, I, anyone listening, I strongly, strongly recommend any creative person to listen to. It's called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. It's a very short read, but it's a really, really good book. And I think it's important okay. for a lot of artists. A lot of you are familiar with the DNA Project and have been rocking with us for a while. But some of you aren't. A lot of you are faithful listeners of the podcast, but aren't familiar with some of the other work that we do. So I just want to take a quick moment to explain to you a little bit more of what we do. So you're getting married, or you have a friend, a cousin, a sister, somebody you know is getting married. Okay. You've booked your venue, caterers, photographer, all that good stuff. When it comes to live music, most people have no idea where to look. We have you covered. Picture this. During the ceremony, while guests are being seated, or while the bride's walking down the aisle. During the cocktail hour, while guests are just mingling and having a good time. Don't forget about dinner music. That's very important to set the mood while guests eat. And we definitely can't forget the party. Let's get the party started right now with The DNA Project. www.thednaproject.ca for more information. As a podcaster, you know that great content is only half the battle. The other half is finding the right hosting platform to reach your audience. That's where Captivate comes in. With unlimited podcasts, advanced analytics, and personalized support, Captivate has everything you need to grow your audience and monetize your show. Join the thousands of successful podcasters just like us who trust Captivate for their hosting needs. Visit dnaairwaves.com slash Captivate today to start your free trial. 